John Stupart, and I'm talking today with Darren Olafia, our senior correspondent um, at African Defense Review. Today we're going to be discussing the Boeing deal with Paramount that was announced at the Farnborough Air Show a few weeks ago. Um, old news, but it's going to be significant going forward, I think. Um, so, Darren, I think uh, first way to dis- or first thing to discuss about this is who wins between Boeing and Paramount, and uh, yeah, who comes out on top. In this deal, I think it's clear that both companies have a lot to gain from this because they'll benefit in different ways. Looking at Boeing's current portfolio of products, uh, they're seeing a, a sort of block box lessons and um, this, this continuation of some of their key things like the C-17, F-18, and F-15, so polar combat side. And at the same time, they have a lack of presence in ground vehicles, and they have. Uh, very few UAV options available. Uh, right. Although they remain strong in in, in, in combat helicopters. Uh, for Paramount, they have a fairly broad product portfolio, although nothing on the truly high end uh, of the scale. And although they bring an incredible knowledge and um, level of experience of the African market, they lack the marketing and financial clout that Boeing can bring. Right. And uh, I mean, both uh, companies have oh, some expertise. Yeah. No, carry on, carry on. Both companies have, have some expertise in being able to offer integrated solutions, yet Boeing has done it on a scale which is uh, far greater than what most companies have done. So that they have that experience too. Right. And I mean, certainly with, uh, you know, looking at the, I suppose, the size parity, I, I remember reading earlier, I think Boeing was listed as the second largest defense company in the world, whereas Paramount, the poor Paramount Group doesn't even feature in the top 100. But as you say, I mean, their systems are pretty good or a very good idea, say, for the African markets. But then again, they're also relatively unsophisticated, certainly by global standards. I mean, it's, you know, none of the sort of gee whiz kind of technology that you see it, you know, in the sort of European markets. But um, we're just sorry, can we talk a little bit about the, the UAV side? Um, uh, do, do you think Paramount could actually... Um, help Boeing in that regard? Because obviously, I mean, we were talking about the markets and of course, you know, Paramount will pretty much open the door for, for Boeing in, in, in Africa. And I suppose that's specifically what they, or the, certainly the largest part that they bring to the table. But um, in terms of systems exchange, uh, do you think it's it's going to be one way Boeing giving, or well, Boeing giving, uh, Boeing exchanging technology and systems or rather marketing ability to Paramount, um, or, or do you think Paramount has something to offer as well in that regard? I definitely think Paramount has something to offer, and first and foremost amongst that is, of course, the RLAC, right? Which is the the new light com- light attack combat aircraft. Uh, this plays in the same space as the new Textron Bell Scorpion, right? And same as the the Super, Super Tucano as well. It's effectively a, a light, very very versatile uh, propeller driven. Um, attack uh, aircraft, right. and the thing about this is that the, the the low price makes it extremely attractive, not only to uh, traditionally poorer countries who who need the capability that they can provide, but even to you know richer first world countries who have a desire to expand their, their capabilities in this in this area, you know, in terms of cluster support and ground support, without without you know while still facing the realities of uh, defense budgets like like that keep shrinking. Um, yeah. So yeah, my view is that ARLAC is likely to be a big winner uh, and a big co- contributor to this. 
Paramount also brings with it uh, ground vehicles, uh, you know, like the Mbombe, the Marauder, a very, very impressive set of, of, of ground vehicles. They also have, in Paramount Advanced Technologies, uh, a fairly effective um, avionics software company, formerly known as ATE, and at the same time, uh, a sort of nascent UAV division there. ATE, uh, sorry, on UAVs that... Um... Sorry, just on the on, on ATE there, um, they worked before on the Hawks, right? My memory, if my memory serves me. Correctly. Yes. Okay. So the the Savic version of the Hawk, the Mach One Twenty, uh, the mission computers and avionics were designed and and, and written by ATE, and um, you know that's certified to the highest level, and BAE actually offers that solution to any customers who wish to buy the Hawk. So okay. they have a very impressive level of expertise. That not only that, also upgrading old. Uh, combat um, uh, choppers like the Hind right. and uh, the the MI MIA tip. So Algeria, for example, operates a, a fleet of super Hinds, okay. which are uh, ATE upgraded Hinds with sniping um, weaponry. Uh, the thing to keep in mind here is that with Boeing's own portfolio of products getting smaller, mm. they've realised that uh, partnering with other companies in other countries is the way to go. In fact, this is a strategy that uh, Boeing has officially said it is trying to follow. Key examples okay. of this are the partnership with uh, Embraer in Brazil to help market and promote the KC-390, mm. uh, which is you know, it, it's, it's a, effectively a competitor to the C-130J. Another one is a partnership with uh, Shebel. It's a company that makes uh, you know, unmanned, well, quite small camcopter UAVs. Okay. And a partnership with Saab for the upcoming US Air Force trainer program. Oh, right. The idea is to jointly develop a, a, a new jet trainer to replace the F-5. I see. Sorry, not the F-5, the T-38. Oh, T-38. Oh, you're right, right. Um, yeah. Just, uh, sorry, on, that, so, on the Embraer side of things there, um, now, I, I mean, I, I remember reading about Boeing being involved with Embraer, but I'm guessing it's not with the Tucano, given that Paramount is offering a similar light attack, you know, slash trainer, slash um, doing a little bit of everything, a kind of propeller um, yes. uh, aircraft. Although I believe it's it's the intention of um, Paramount and Aerosuit for the RLA to come in under the Tucano Emprise. Oh, so it might be that it'll it'll be a, a different set of markets. Also, the, the RLA is designed more as a general purpose aircraft where it could be um, used for policing, for general surveillance tasks. Mm. for approaching obviously. You know, um, yeah. So it, it's, it's designed less as, as, a, as a purely combat aircraft mm. than uh, the combat variant of, of, of the Super Tucano. Right. Aside from that, uh, you're also going to have countries that are traditionally linked to... Uh, Embraer and companies that, that, that as yet haven't embraced this, and this is also an issue with with Boeing's marketing and and um, penetration in Africa. They have a very strong presence north of the Sahara, but almost mm. nothing south of Sahara, right. in terms of the of the combat aircraft. And that again is where Paramount excels. Okay. So, um, you really have an opportunity now where Boeing can bring its, its expertise. In, in North Africa to be on behalf of, of Paramount and Aerosid, obviously, because mm. Aerosid and Paramount work quite well together, and Aerosid is a company that's developing the RLAC. 
And uh, in return, Paramount is able to offer its, its expertise in contacts and market access south south of Sahara. Okay. Uh, the thing to note, though, is that yeah. likely this doesn't include South Africa. Yes. So it's it's not likely that this has anything to do with the SANDF. Right. And I, I suppose, I mean, in that case, you can see as well, it's certainly from 2012 as well, even though Boeing obviously brought the C-17, um, you know, amongst other things, to AAD to exhibit, um, there hasn't been much movement, and I suppose we won't see much movement, you know, even until the African Defense Review is passed, or rather the Defense Review, not the African Defense Review, um, until that is passed as legislation. And even then, you, we're looking at quite a long haul, I imagine, before um, Boeing needs to seriously consider that. So, yeah, certainly, I mean, I, I agree with you on that. I think this is definitely something looking outward out of South Africa. And as well for Paramount, I, off the top of my head, I don't think, to the if my memory serves me correct, that, that South Africa is their primary client even uh, to begin with. No. Um, you know, it's, it's largely uh, other sub-Saharan or, or just other African countries. Yeah, even. yeah. to my knowledge, the only uh, contracts they have with the SANDF came with the purchase of ATE. I see. So that would be the, obviously the, the, the software in the Hawk. Yeah. And uh, the Vulture UAV, which is used by the artillery for spotting purposes. I see. So yes, uh, Paramount is, is, is intentionally focused on... Uh, the, the market outside of, of our borders. Uh, they're focusing on countries, obviously, where there's a lot of growth, a lot of um, opportunity, and also where countries are more willing, or say willing, that uh, more ready to try and get solutions that are that are sort of all-in-one turnkey options. Right. Uh, an example of this is uh, when they supplied former South African Air Force Mirage F1s to both Congo, Brazzaville, and Gabon. Okay. They offered not only the aircraft, they offered um, maintenance, uh, pilots, support, training, um, all kinds, you know, effectively the entire solution the works, was yeah. offered to them. Aside from, from just saying, okay, well, here are the aircraft, good luck. Mm. Yeah, and well, that's really right. the sort of space that, that Paramount li likes to play in. Right. Um, and certainly if you look at their, well, I mean, if you go to the website to look at their promotional videos, that's... That's drummed in several times over. That's that's you know they're looking at the complete A to Z, way to Z kind of uh, kind of system. You know from from I think as um, Ichikovats called it in the the videos I believe he called it from from the spec to the design to the maintenance to the training and all that um, is offered. But then going back to the, the the Boeing deal there, I mean if we look specifically say at helicopters for example obviously boeing's got a couple of very interesting things there such as the the ch-47 the chinook um the mh6 little bird um and other sort of uh helicopters now that's quite an interesting mix of of rotary craft that could be used theoretically in in, in various um african uh, uh, militaries, or even just in, in a sort of civil security role, such as border policing, something like the Little Bird, obviously has could could play quite an interesting role there, where sort of maybe perhaps in a sub ARLAC role, you know, even you know further below the the, the, the food chain there. But even something as the Chinook, I mean, we, we we've heard um, you and I at something like Land Forces Africa, for example, talk about a new medium lift helicopter, uh, you know, in a perfect world. Obviously, you know, the money has not come yet. 
but in a perfect world, something like the Chinook would be would be ideal, um, given its ability to fit into uh, you know medium and large airlift. Yeah, no, indeed, and, and not not only for for the SANDF, but uh, if you look at the conflicts that the Kenyan Defence Force, for example, and the Nigerian Defence Force are currently facing, right. uh, both could definitely do with a a heavy lift helicopter on on the scale of the Chinook or even the uh, the Osprey, the the between two. Mm. Um, so, I, I do believe that there is an opportunity there for selling these larger aircraft. Not only, you know, I think everybody will, will sort of think that uh, probably the, the 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 little bird will have the most opportunity, mm. but there isn't really much in the Chinook space at the moment that's got the same kind of combat experience and and and, and supportability. Right. So, I would think that they probably do have an eye to that. But you know whether it's going to be their uh, a real hope or just a sort of outside we, we're, we're going to try for this. I, I can't say for sure. Um, okay. I'm quite optimistic for what this means for the RLAC, to be honest. I think um, Paramount and Aristotle have hit upon a really interesting niche, mm. and I think their timing is brilliant. Well, so yeah, absolutely. Assuming everything comes, yeah. comes together and, and the RLAC is able to perform as claimed, which it appears to be the case. Uh, I do believe they're going to have many, many options. Again, not only in sub-Saharan Africa, where defense budgets are, are very low, right. but also further north, uh, other parts of the continent, and even the world, mm. where you have wealthier militaries having to deal with the fact that they really aren't getting enough money anymore. Mm. Right. And at the same time, uh, the aircraft that they that they have to buy otherwise, you know, your fighter aircraft, your helicopters, everything else, are just ballooning in cost. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I suppose that's that's. I mean, cost is the is the big thing there. And then, I mean, following with that, I think um, maybe just as a final point, um, if we took out our crystal ball and look ahead next month to to African Aerospace and Defence 2014 and Centurion, do you think we're going to see any interesting announcements made by either Paramount or Boeing, um, or even just a, a sort of cementing of of what happened in Farnborough? Um, or do you think it's a little too early to tell? I think it's too early. I think the focus at AD will be on ARLAC. Uh, right. Obviously, ARLAC had its first flight recently, and there'll be a desire to promote that and to hopefully even get it in the air if that's possible. Right. I, I don't know how, the, how this, you know, the, the development cycle works there. But uh, yeah, definitely. I, I think you'll probably see a few affirmations. I doubt you'll see much in the way of, of, of further announcements. I think they'll have to wait at least a few months to a year as both companies get to know each other at a, a, a deeper level. Okay. Great. Well, uh, Darren Olafia, um, thank you very much. And uh, from, from us at African Defence Review, uh, good evening.